0: Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. And with me today, I've got a great guest, Slade Johnston. Slade, wake up. welcome, bud. That <laughs> hey, was easy for, for me having to me say, on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Excited to chat for a little bit today.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited for you to be on. You're doing something unique, something that we haven't had anybody else on the show that's doing this, and it's a, it's a really innovative before we get into that. Tell the audience a little bit about you, your background, all that.
1: Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I grew up in Butler, Alabama, a small little town. Um, went to the University of Alabama for undergrad, and actually started in uh, pre pharmacy because that's where mom said the money was at. And quickly after a few classes in biology and chemistry for majors, I realized that was not for me, and uh, switched over to business school and. Ultimately, ended up staying uh, to do the MBA program in Alabama, and um, and had a lot of just different internships with some major companies, including Walmart. And um, anyways, just ultimately went full time for myself with my own startup. And now we're, uh, I guess, we're going on about five years now of of just pursuing the dream and the startup hustle.
0: So I like that. So you, you know, the the name of the podcast is breakaway wealth. And we, we, we try to encourage people not to stay part of the herd, but you, you found out that you didn't want to be part of the herd while you were in school. So (laughs) that's pretty uh, cool. I mean, I, I've seen people do that, but that's definitely the exception, not the rule, right? Normally you would come out of that environment, maybe get a job with Walmart for a few years or somebody like that. And then go, gosh, I don't like working for uh, <laughs> somebody else. But so tell me about your company and how you started it.
1: Yeah, I, and I agree. I think, you know, you, you mentioned real quick on the um, breaking away there in school. Like, that's something that I did recognize. I knew that while in, while in school that I just had all these ambitions of different ideas that I wanted to pursue and products and just things that were new and different. And um, and though working for a company like, you know, working corporate at Walmart would have gave me some financial freedom, so say it wouldn't have gave me the time to pursue this and that was a tough decision ultimately but uh but glad I did it, and you know, still got a great relationship with those guys and everything but um but yeah so, so we've got our the main company that i'm uh full time with is trips for trade, which is a website for swapping trips, so swapping outdoor experiences this is primarily focused around outdoorsmen with like hunting and fishing uh, but it also includes vacation properties sports tickets uh Any kind of adventure, so you can swap hunting for fishing, beach condo for lake house, uh, just a way to go on new trips and and save thousands of dollars on those trips by just trading what you've already got access to. And um, so ultimately, I've got a really neat story kind of of how that all got started. But um, you know, started that in school and and slowly grew it. It it was a lot of learning because had no experience here. You know, wasn't like my my family was big business people that that helped out there. It was it was learning from the ground up and. Um, and yeah, it just kind of grew into today. We have trips in all 50 States and 12 different countries and about anywhere you want to go, we've got something cool to do. Wow. So how do, how do people,
0: you know, how do they find these trips and find these things to
1: swap? Yeah. So we're, it's, it's a website, just a web application right now. We haven't done the mobile app or anything yet, just just online, um, you can go on there. You can filter based on category, whether that's hunting, fishing, beach, lake, whatever it may be, um, and then you can see the trips. You can see the pictures, what it entails, kind of like Airbnb from that perspective, um, and then you can talk to the person and say, all right, are you willing to, to make a trade? Um, if yes, then you go there for a week or a weekend or however long, and then at a later date, they come to your place, so, um, and yeah, and the- you have a great experience. Tell everybody the website? It's trips dot com. And that's the number four there. Trips for awesome. trade.
0: Tripsfortrade.com. Well, so did you come up with that when um you were is that like was that what your thesis was written on? Or
1: so actually just being a huge outdoorsman, my passion is outdoors and hunting specifically. Um when I was in probably about middle school, my grandfather he was well known for being a big turkey hunter. So for for those that aren't hunters, just kind of bear with me here, but you yeah. kind of see the passion behind the story, but he was a big turkey hunter. And for turkey hunting, there's something called the Grand Slam, which is harvesting the four subspecies of turkeys in the U.S. And it's kind of just a big accomplishment for for avid hunters. And, um, and he had one hunt that he was ready to go on. I really wanted to go on that trip with him. He said, no, once you get to college, we'll start yours. Well, flash forward, he finished his grand slam. I got to college with well, my, my freshman year of college, he passed away and we mm-hmm. weren't ever able to go on any out of state trips. And that was my best friend, my hunting buddy. You know, I was in his pocket every chance I could get. So that was the toughest thing I've been through. And, uh, my dad was like, you know, why don't you and I kind of do it in memory of him? So started looking at some hunting outfitters to go on these trips and, realized this was going to be like a $15,000 deal for the, for us to go on these three other trips and just didn't make sense for us at the time. And I couldn't afford it. And I didn't want to ask my dad to pay for it. And, um, and so anyways, I was like, but you know what, why not swap a trip on our property? We've been super blessed. My, my grandparents have, and parents too, but my grandparents specifically have put every excess dollar they had into land and to, uh, improving the habitat on the land. And so Ultimately, we ended up swapping a hunt at our farm for a hunt at a guy's farm in Colorado, had an incredible time. That guy's now a super close friend of mine, and we trade every year. And, um, and that led to a little bit more of proof of concept, like we could be onto something here. I'm going through business school at the time, so di- doing the due diligence there, I realized that well, there wasn't anybody that uh, had built something credible in the outdoor industry And there wasn't any, and what really set us apart, there wasn't anybody that had combined multiple different industries, such as the vacation and the hunting. Um, Now there's a huge vacation industry for home swaps, but they're just segmented to just vacation trips. And so um, that along with, you know, a a whole process of finding developers and trying to get it off the ground and and starting small, getting additional proof of concept. um, We ended up pitching it in business competitions. I think the University of Alabama's we've won three of their competitions. That's just under a hundred thousand dollars in funding and non-diluted wow. funding. And we've raised seed capital and, um, we just, you know, really put, put everything into it. So we're just continuing to try to grow it.
0: You know, that's awesome. I love that. I love the, you know, part of the story with your grandfather and kind of, you know, I mean, and that's normally there's something that happens, right. That kind of triggers action. And people always say action cures fear, right? That's what Dr. David Schwartz, he wrote that in the, the book, The Magic of Thinking Big. And um, and I always would tell my kids that as they were growing up is action cures fear. So if you're afraid of something, do it. But then when when you lose something and you have that adversity, right? It, it also, adversity is sometimes creates fear. And the only way to get over the adversity and the fear is is action, and and what a great uh, way to honor your grandfather and the relationship that you guys had by building this business that obviously he would have wanted to be a part of and a participant in, and and would have in you know enhanced his uh, um, his life and his outdoors uh, activities. That's that's really cool. I commend you on on that. And, and, you know, it's also cool. I, one of the things about the way that we operate at Create Tailwind and talking to people all over the country every day and we're not limited by uh, geographic borders is um, I love the fact that, you know, being a kid from Alabama, met this kid for, or these guys from uh, uh, Colorado and and. And now our, our good friends because Colorado and Alabama. I've, i I I go to Alabama at least once a year. Um and and uh I uh, Nelson Nash was uh who, who started Infinite Banking Concept is from Birmingham. And uh, he has a think tank every year, and I've been fortunate enough to speak at it a number of times. And um, and so we go there in February every year. Um but I lived in Colorado for 20 years and it's different, right? I mean it's a completely yeah. <laughs> different. I would think the outdoors activities are different, Um, you know, and I mean, just as far as your surroundings and things. And then I lived in South Dakota for 12 years and uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. So I didn't grow up a hunter or an outdoorsman. I do a little fishing, but that's about, that's about the extent of it and uh, probably emphasis on little, but uh, the, the, in, in South Dakota, as you know, pheasant season is huge, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, and that's one of the things South Dakota is known for. So I have a lot of friends that hunt and, you know, they've, they've almost got me out there a couple of times. And I, you know, I live in Florida now, so I'm, I, I can tell you, I'm not going up there in November, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, or probably not slepping through the field in November, but now Alabama in November, I I'm, I'm in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Yeah, so that that's really
0: cool, and you know, I love the every business, and especially every successful business has a story. If I said, you know, Slade, what your what has helped your business grow? What are the one, two, or three things that if somebody's sitting out there and they and they and they think they have an idea, but what helped your business take off and, and, and 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 succeed?
1: I would say, you know. Relationships is is just a crucial crucial element there. I've been, you know, fortunately at a young age, just kind of realized the importance of that of relationships in general, and kind of put a big emphasis on that and been intentional with relationships. That, um, you know, ultimately just being the person that you want people to be to you, and helping people where you can without necessarily having your hand out, seeing what's in it for you. I think there's been a ton of times that just being that person growing up, whereas now running the business, having to reach back out to some people and be like, you know, hey man, got this idea, I want to run by you. Like can, you know, could use some advice or some direction. Like that, that itself is pay dividends. But um but aside from that, like being even with the um you know the aspect of growing a business, like the networking piece st- still kind of plays into the relationships. You've you've got to be very intentional about your relationships and who you're connecting with and um and whether that's trying to build a team, whether that's for me in school, it was uh, the professors that I really built relationships with. Whereas when we started to uh, raise capital, they were able to make introductions or, you know, needed some direction with the business. What's your thoughts here? Like I, the influence and the mentorship there was, uh, was, was crucial. And yeah, I think a lot of what we're seeing now and like how we got the ball rolling was with people that I personally knew kind of, that was already, that had assets that they could trade. And um, you know, if you, if you hadn't been a good person to those people, they don't want to help you out. And so, you know, I, I think there is a key aspect there of just like, just being super intentional about your relationships and, um, and just being a good person there. I think that helps.
0: Uh, all great, great advice. Laid the, the, uh, you know, what I always think about, have you read the book, the go giver?
1: I haven't read that one yet. Uh-oh.
0: Okay. Uh, do yourself a favor. Look that up. Our good friend of ours has been on the show. Bob Berg wrote it. One of the best books that I've ever read, and it's definitely you—you um, you have a heart as a go giver, so you'll it'll it'll totally make sense to to you. But there's five stratospheric laws of success in the go giver, and and you hit a number of them, and and worded it a little bit differently. But the relationships and giving, helping other people get what they want—you know that's that's the number one thing. And you know, I mean, it says that in the Bible. I mean, Zig Ziglar, all these you know, personal development people have said that for years. I mean, they, again, it goes all the way back to the Bible, but um, the helping other people is the key. And, and, and built when you, when you're doing that, you're building those relationships. Like you said, be intentional, build the relationship, help that person get what they want. And there's that law of reciprocity that even though you're not expecting anything in return, they want to give something in return. It's it's funny because um, occasionally I'll have somebody call me that is like an um, infinite banking practitioner, and they ask me how we do things that create tailwind. And one of the things that I tell them, they say, "Well, how you know what do you you know referrals?" And I said, "Oh, we don't ask anybody for referrals." And they say, "What do you mean you don't ask anybody?" Well, we don't we don't have to night. All of our clients give us referrals, but we never ever asked them to give us referrals. And they're just dumbfounded by that. But yeah. the key is, is that our clients are getting more educated and we're helping them and helping them get information to grow. And as they're growing, they're so excited about it. They want us to talk to other people so that those people can grow. It's not like they're yeah. referring um, them to us, it's almost like the, the opposite. And they're saying, "Hey, you need to go talk to these people. They're going to help <laughs> you." You know, and yeah. and and so I think that's really cool because, um, you know, just you think of the different adventures. And one of the things that I see with outdoorsmen and people that go on these types of trips is it's it's an adventure, right? You don't know what you're going to see, and especially. Well, where you might not have an opportunity, like you said, what, what, how would you have an opportunity to go to Colorado? Would you pick the right place? Would you have the right in here? You, you, you know, you're, it's a swap. So it's the law of reciprocity, you know? And so I, uh, I, a, I love that.
1: That's a big piece. Like you're saying that, that, that trade aspect, the relationship that's built there, it's more of a it just simply is more of a relationship than a, a transaction whereas most of your hunting trips are and a lot of like even your va- all trips vacation trips like you're you're giving them money and you know, most coasts they they're going to try to take care of you but it's not a personal relationship whereas that's what we're building here and and i think that's that super powerful um and good to know
0: yeah you know um i have a friend whose cousin is a he's a fishing guide in montana and uh this guy you know what impressed me about this guy is he could go in, he could, he could rummage through your refrigerator and he would grab stuff out of there, put together some meal. And you'd think it was one of the greatest meals you've ever had in your life. I mean, and and he's got to be able to do that on the fly out there on these trips, right. Or on the, uh, wherever they're at, but I always think that's cool. So, you know, if, uh, if somebody's out there and they're working a nine to five and they're um, they're feeling like man i got this idea and i and i really want to uh, implement it i just don't know how what would the, what would some advice that you would give them
1: yeah i think where i struggled early on was one trying to do everything by myself you know i think that's um that can be a huge roadblock for you and then secondly waiting for perfection i think you know striving for everything to be perfect is another just problem that i have personally like it's oh this has got to be perfect before i put it out there and you know in reality it doesn't like that is another roadblock i think my advice would be is ask for help make the ask find people that you trust and just and it's not asking them for money necessarily or anything like that asking for advice like hey can i just pick your brain on this idea let me who do you know that i need to know like some just some questions like that just to get the ball rolling. Um, you know, cause generally people want to help you, you know, like they, I mean, they, they want to provide help if they can. And um, you know, so don't be afraid to ask for help there, but then two, just start, you know, like put it out there get, get a little bit of proof of concept. I think we're, you know, we're a five-year-old technically company, but the first two years, you know, really don't even count because we're so, so slow trying to every, make everything perfect before we put it out there. Um, you know, it's like, we would be way ahead of where we're at now, if I just went ahead and launched something that was small and to get the proof of concept, um, uh, to take it to the next level earlier. Like I, I would just say, get the ball rolling, whatever that, that first step is, you know, just go ahead and start getting some proof of concept. If you can bring some sales in, if you're trying to run a business specifically, like that's, that's crucial, especially if you're going to need to raise money or, you know, you, you need to see that ultimately if you're, trying to make a business, got to make some money. So you got to see if people are willing to pay for it. And um, it doesn't have to be a ton of people right out the gate, but just show that somebody is, and that's going to give you confidence and that proof of success to, to move forward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great advice. All right, slate. So if, uh, if you could only retain the knowledge that you've gotten from one book, okay. If you could only retain knowledge from one book, what book would that be?
1: The first one that, I guess would come to mind would be rich dad, poor dad. Um, you know, I think that one, it's been a while since I read it. That was kind of early stage of starting the business. So probably over five years since I read that book, but, um, but it still sticks out to me like constantly about perspectives and how you look at things. And, um, you know, probably couldn't quote anything off the top of my head right now, but I would say that would be the, the one that I would recommend. If you hadn't read, I'm sure a lot of people have said that, but, but check it out. It's, it's a very good book. And, um, get some good insights in it
0: you know sometimes it's just reminding people that you know like if you read it and it didn't hit you hard or you didn't understand something go read it again because you know um that wouldn't be the first book that i've read over and over again to get those concepts and really get them down but but you're exactly right because i think one of the key messages the global message of that book is you have to think differently yeah. right? And you had Expenses. to think differently yep. <laughs> to start your business. I had to think differently to start my businesses and, and everyone has to think differently. And then you have to take action, just like you said. So Slate, what's, uh, r- remind everybody of the website.
1: Uh, real quick on that last point, wanted to yeah. add, I think one thing that I've seen that's really hit me, it stuck from one of our, our lead investor and one of my mentors is he's, had a lot of success in business. He's got a new business that's crushing it. And we're having a conversation, him and another guy one day, and they were talking about businesses. And the other guy tells him like, well, this is a great model you got. You know, we could take that to this little town and what you don't sell in your store, we could sell here. And he's like, you could, and you might make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year at that little store, or you could work just as hard and make a million dollars a year. The same amount of effort, just way more money. And it's, it just kind of you know you saw the light bulb of it like you're right you know you just need to be a little bit smarter about the strategy there cuz the the perspective of how you look at things is is crucial so just challenge everybody to think big and um in that aspect so
0: you know Slade you 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 said something that's really important is having mentors or having people that have done what you're trying to do and you know i was just on a call with a guy and he said he was talking about infinite banking and he said, Hey, I've done research and all these people. And I researched you guys. And, and he said, there's a lot of posers out there. That was the word he is posers. And he goes, these guys are talking about it, but they haven't done it very long. And they not really, you know, they're talking about it on a much smaller scale than you guys talk about. And, 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 uh, and so I thought that was funny, but you, you know, What Tony Robbins always says, and and I think it's good advice, is find somebody that has what you want and then find out what they did. And then I think one of the keys is take the best, leave the rest. Nobody's perfect, right? And nobody had a perfect path. So if this person made some mistakes, obviously leave those out and just do the key components and the key things. But, you know, something all the way back to the beginning. And the richest man in Babylon, he says, invest in what you know. So if I were trying to start the business that you just started, and I just told you I'm not very much of an outdoorsman, even though I like it and it's cool, and I love to go, like, bass fishing and fishing out in the Gulf and stuff, um, it's not my passion, and I don't know that much about it. So me starting that business, something would probably break down you had a passion for it. And that's something else that I would give everybody the advice of, if you've got a passion for something, make your business around that. You know, um, real estate, you have a passion for providing, you know, um, affordable living, or, you know, whatever it is. Or if you grew up in a mobile home park and you want to own mobile home parks, you know, my adopted dad drove a trash truck. I own a trash company now. So there's little things. I mean, I don't have a huge passion for trash, to be honest. <laughs> but but it, I we really help people and we save them a bunch of money. But um, but you know, like those little things in your life, turn those into big things. And so that's the one thing I would say. Slade, any famous last words? Tell everybody your website too.
1: Yeah, it's uh, really just yeah, it's tripsfortrade.com, and um, you know we'd love to help you guys swap any trips if y'all've got anything that you can trade whether that's a condo tickets, property, a boat, you know, just take somebody on a trip with you and go on a trip somewhere else. And not only are you going to save a lot of money, but you'll be able to build some relationships that are going to last a long time and, uh, and have a lot of fun doing it. So check us out. Trips to trade.com. All our social media is just at trips for trade with a number four. And, um, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, just, uh, just let us know.
0: How about your, uh, how about your email Slade, just in case people want to, yes,
1: my personal contact, Slade, at tripsfortrade.com. Again, the number four. Um, and then cell phones available, to 205-499-3858. Happy to be a resource, guys. Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right. Breakaway wealth. If you're in the herd, nothing good happens in the herd. So let's break away. Thanks a lot, Slade, for being with me. Until next time. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.